coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. Uh, I am here today with a fantastic guest and a fantastic brand, I might add. Uh, so the brand is, you may have heard of, Massage Lux. And uh, if they, they happen to have one near you, I'm sure you've heard of them. And I am with their chief growth officer, Kristen Pahacek. And it's great to have you on the show, Kristen. Welcome. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting. Excellent. It's great to have you. So as we jump right in, uh, I would love to, to find out how did you wind up where you are today? And tell us a little bit about the the brand uh, Massage Lux and where you see that moving forward. Yeah, so I've been with Massage Lux as the chief growth officer for over two years now. I love it. Um, And I've been in franchising my whole career. I worked with really big brands and super tiny brands underneath the platform of self-esteem brands. So their largest brand is Anytime Fitness, 5,000 locations in a whole lot of countries. Um, But while there, we also acquired some minority brands as small as like six units. So there I really learned, hey, what does it take to grow a franchise brand from those early on days to an emerging brand all the way up to a very large brand? And and prior to that, I was on the franchisee side in the NFL. So um, franchising is where my heart is. Um, And at Massage Lux, I have what I believe to be the best role ever in chief growth officer in that my number one priority is to make sure that our franchisees are happy and that they're doing well in their business. And with that comes the growth of the franchise. So I also oversee the franchise demand generation on the growth side of the business. And it's a really nice role that blends franchise development and consumer marketing together in order to ensure that we're singing from the same songbook. So um, it's a great brand. It's been around since 2007. We have 75 units. We're in the membership-based massage and facial business. Wow. Wow. You know, everything you just shared is, I don't want to lose that because the idea that you've had both sides, like something as enterprise as the NFL, right? And Anytime Fitness, and then you have, well, Massage Lock's kind of, you know, emerging, right? And then you you mentioned some smaller ones, even just maybe launching, even getting in that first year or two. And so what, you know, there's co- a couple different angles to that. So how, how do you sort of, how do you work with a, it's called a brand the size of Massage Lux. It's sort of about to hit that hockey stick. What is the difference between say that and what you might do with, with uh, a big, a big brand? Right. It's so exhilarating because in a brand like Massage Lux or a brand of that size, you have so much impact on the direction of the brand. Um, And as a brand grows, it's really hard to turn a ship, right? And so a lot of the foundational success of franchise brands are right at that, we're going to hit 100 units. Um, And so that's really where we're at right now. We're building for the future. And anybody who knows franchising knows that scalability is the cornerstone to success and ensuring that we're a scalable model that 
can get to 150, 200, 250 units over the next five years is the top of our priority. And um, that looks a lot different than in a brand of 5,000 units where you're really just uh, trying to keep that momentum going. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more real opportunity, right? When a brand is still newer, they're newer in certain markets, right? And it's something like Anytime Fitness, it's harder to find an available place to put one, right? When they get to that place. And so it is a different type of model at that stage. And where you are now, that's pretty amazing. I mean, when you think about the opportunity as a marketer that you have, right? And I know how that feels, being able to sort of, you know, get, get it right in the beginning, lay that foundation. And not that you're in the beginning, but you're still at that place where you really want to grow. And you're about, it sounds like you're about to, you're really planning for some serious growth. So is there like an ethos that that the brand has that you have as a marketer running the marketing and the sales and business development, everything that you're doing, is there something that kind of guides that? And, and, and that sort of uh, helps you sort of plan for this growth. Yeah. So internally, my ethos is happy franchises sell more franchises. So everything that we do as an organization is to ensure that our franchisees are living their best lives as massage Lux owners. But externally, from a consumer perspective, we're a health and wellness brand. And so while we can all agree a massage or a facial is a treat, a gift, a luxury, right? Um, we also really do want to educate that through regular massage and facial services, you are bettering your overall health from a preventative standpoint and from a treatment perspective as well. Many of our customers see us in order to better their lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think when you're when I was reading a little something about that on your on your website and just some news stories about wellness, right? About how some franchisees and you know get into the business to help folks. It's it goes beyond really just the idea of hey, I want to go. I, well, it's what can that do for somebody if they're doing it regularly, right? And that it's, you know, I guess proven that if you're you're getting work done regularly, getting work done, it can lower stress or it can, you know, help you be more productive. So when I'm thinking of that kind of a thought, I'm thinking as a business owner, as a marketer, right? With my marketing hat on, I'm thinking local community involvement, local interaction with other uh, organizations, maybe businesses. I think of, and I know coming from the tech world, there was always some unique, at least for the day, something unique they were doing for benefits, right? They say, well, you know, we're going to throw in a massage once a week or something. And and I've heard that. And I'm thinking, and I remember back then, the last time that came about, that was the thought is that, you know, if our employees are in better health and just feeling better, they're they're more productive. So why don't we include that? But do you find that that opens the door to that sort of integration marketing, that community outreach involvement? Is that a big part oh, of it? Yeah. Yeah. So many of our prospective franchise owners are investigating us to make a difference in their local communities. And, you know, it's one thing to get into business to make money, which, you know, everybody is is trying to do right that's the end goal but if you can get into business make money and make a difference in your community that's really powerful every year we do a member of the year campaign in which we ask massage lux members why they use massage lux in order to better their overall health and wellness and thousands of stories are entered into this contest in which someone can win a free year-long membership to a spa of their choice and um, it's amazing. I mean, people are struggling every day, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, 
um, fibromyalgia. I mean, you name it, recovering from an accident, these stories flow in and it really is inspirational. We all know that we're making a difference, but when you can really read what that difference is making in those people's lives in the local communities, I mean, that's where the magic happens. So it's a really good reinforcement of who we are as a brand. Yeah. Yeah. And and we talked a little earlier before we came on air and we were talking a little bit about your, your membership programs and the way that you kind of approach it a little differently than most, but you know, that's kind of part of it, right? I mean, it, you know, it's about folks uh, changing sort of their lifestyle habits a little, right? And they, obviously, if they stay consistent, there's probably a lot of benefit to that. And thus, the the membership programs are there to encourage that. But maybe you could share a little bit about that. Yeah, membership is a huge part of our business, the biggest part by far, right? Yeah. And we want to make it easy for people to do business with us, which means we don't force sign-up fees or enrollment fees. We don't lock people into contracts, Um, You can use your membership towards multiple things. And what's great about the membership in our business is if you miss a month, you just get two services the following month, right? That credit rolls over. Whereas if you are a member of a gym, for example, and you don't go to the gym for that month, um, you kind of lose it, right? You don't get to go twice the value the next month. And so because of that, the model is very interesting in that you have the benefit of a reoccurring revenue But you have recession resiliency that kind of insulates that attrition because if someone's life happens, which it does, they're not losing out on what they paid for. Wow. That's amazing. Now, that has got to be one of those things about any gym membership. I just think of all the gym memberships I've had in my life, right? (laughs) And now it's, thank God I have it. I can get there easy now. But um, but the reality is, is that is that is always on you, right? You have those those bad months, or maybe fall out of the of the routine, and you're just like, oh, I, I got to get back, right? And it just kind of bothers you a little bit that you're not using it, and that's a great feature of that. Um, and so you talked to me a little earlier about growth, and I love hearing that because I've also been in the franchise world uh, most of my career, good good chunk of it. And so I love the entrepreneur aspect and and I love hearing about great brands getting, getting greater and being, you know, being bigger, sharing their, their model with others. So you mentioned pretty significant growth plans. It sounds like as a chief growth officer, what are the, so is there a couple of things that you kind of keep an eye on strategically that you say, if we're planning for that, then we need to make sure these things are there, like whether it be scalability or something like that. But tell me a little bit of how do you, how do you prepare for two, three X growth over the coming years? Yeah, it's really exciting. We're going to surpass a hundred units next year. So that's great in 2023. Um, and, you know, like you said, we've got some massive growth goals that we believe are very attainable as an executive team at Massage Lux. And, and we're constantly talking about the future, right? Mark Otter, who's our CEO, is fantastic at planning for the future. And a big part of that is the support that we're going to offer the franchisees as they come into the system, right? We have to front load that support in order to make sure that we have enough franchise representatives, that we have enough construction support, that we have enough IT support, marketing support. All of that has to be in place before the growth in order to ensure that we aren't playing catch up as that growth occurs and happens. So um, a lot of planning to put that in place. And, And frankly, I feel as though in an emerging franchise, that's the step that most often gets missed and and may lead to some franchises demise, right? In that they've sold 70 units 
they've got 10 open and, and all of a sudden they got to open up 70 units, right? And the lopsided corporate staff, um, just as a result of the tenure of the company is a big challenge, right? As those locations get open. So that's something that we've got to keep our finger on the pulse on and ensure it doesn't happen to us. And with the proper planning, it won't. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And so another part of that too, and I know you said it earlier about, you know, kind of the success of the brand is tied to the local success, right? Uh, of the franchisees. And so part of that uh, is, you know, getting them going, right? Getting them going well in that first 12 months la- launched and, and and really into a position of earning revenue. So I guess that's all feeds into that, right? Being more efficient as, as you open new and launch new businesses. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. And so that's, a, I mean, obviously a huge piece to our franchisees' success is that pre-sale program that we set up for them. So prior to them even opening eight weeks before they open, they're selling massage and facial certificates online Mm -hmm. and they're selling memberships so that when they open their door, they have thousands um, in many cases of people who are already paid for a massage or a facial and are coming in and demanding those services. So the goal is to get them open with people lined outside the door um, and that will set them up for the success that they need in the first few months. Wow. And and it shouldn't be lost on anyone that might be tuning in that that part of launching any kind of business and in that first 12 months is the most critical. And then you go beyond that in those first few years, still very critical time for any business owner. And to have that type of support, those systems, that team behind you to get launched and to be efficient, I, I, you know, I can't understate it because it's the foundation that you build early on that helps you get momentum as you go. And so it's like you're not recreating the wheel each time. So if you start well and you start right, then you just can build on that, right? So tell me a little bit about. Tell me about, you know, so we hear about technology, right? Left and right. Yeah. Um, how does that fit in? I mean, you're obviously you're a local business and we know yeah. that Google is a big part of that. Facebook can be a big part. Other social could be a big part of uh, attracting new audiences or maintaining relationships with existing audiences. Tell me a little bit about your approach to digital marketing. Yeah. So um, one of those pivotal moments in my career was uh, understanding that franchisees didn't get into business to do marketing. (laughs) And I think for the first couple of years of my career, I totally thought they did because marketing is what I love. And why wouldn't you want to do marketing? Right. Um, And after many years of like banging franchisees over the head, like you have to do marketing, you have to do marketing. um, I've came to this realization that that's not what they want to do. So we are going to make it as plug and play as possible for those franchisees. And it doesn't mean that they get out on doing marketing. They have to market. But what it does mean is that when we have them do something, it is really turnkey. And anything that we can do for them, we're going to do for them. So we are an internal full agency um, at Massage Lux. We handle all of the digital marketing on behalf of our franchisees. We do a lot of the heavy lifting as it relates to social media. Of course, they've got to post their people and their customers and all of that good localization. Um, But anything that we can do to help make the marketing activities as easy as possible, we're going to do. And then in that same vein, anything we can do from a technology standpoint that's going to make our consumers' lives as easy as possible, we're going to take the steps to do that. I do believe that there's such thing as innovating faster than what the customer wants or needs, right? So there's a balance there in terms of giving them 
enough innovation that makes their business with you easy, but not overwhelming them in, in that process. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so with, with anything related to technology, I think most folks just need to, you know, they, they do need that easy button, but they also need to understand, I guess, the why behind it, right? Like there's certain things that might make sense for them at their stage, at their size, uh, where they are in terms of skill sets, like you said, interest. I think I agree. I, I think most franchisees pretty much, no, they don't want to handle market. They want to be in business, yeah. right? And they want to help yep. their customers. So, so that's a big part of it. Is there anything about the, so you had mentioned, you know, uh, so making the customer experience better. And I agree yeah. with you. I think at the end of the day, getting visitors to a website or a social media page is one thing. And, and honestly, when you really break it down, it's not always that difficult to do. What might be even harder is the experience they get when they land there, right? Yeah. And that's probably will make better use of all that hard work to get the visitor there in the first place. If you think that through, what are they doing? What, what do we want them to do? What experience are they having? It could be everything from a how they fill a form in, right? Or how they interact with you that first time to get help, right? Even that. So it's like, yeah. that's so important to look at. And, be, and, and, you know, so that that is, that's great feedback. Yeah, and it's as um, simple as like booking an appointment online, right? Or in, in a massage, uh, in, in what we do in health and wellness, right? I think yeah. we can all agree, we don't always prioritize ourselves in our busy lives, right? So not only is it, how do we assist them once they find you, but how do we remind them that they need us? Like, hey, you know what? It's a stressful time. By the way, we have an appointment at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, which is when you typically book and your service provider has availability. Do you want it? So it's that proactive behavior change to help them realize, yep, I need to put myself first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's that conversion part. And the follow-up part, right? Which is, and so many in marketing talk about the visitor generation part, right? The advertising and the visibility and all that, which obviously is important, but not, and then I find a lot of times there's not as much, not with you guys, because I looked, (laughs) you guys do a good job. So, but I mean, the reality is, is that's true, right? What happens when they get to the website? What are we asking them to do? And then that follow-up part, make it easy for them to do. I love that. Right. And memberships, a lot of that too. And that the part where you said, you know, hey, if you miss a month and we'll just, you know, you can make up for it, which is really good because you want to remind them that stay on path, stay on, you know, do this. It's good for you. It's good for your productivity. Right. It'll give you more time back if you're feeling better in the first place. Um, So I love that idea. But I, yeah, that's, that's been a lot of my focus as a marketer is really thinking of what does that visitor do? once they get, and then how do we maintain a relationship with that first visitor ongoing, you know, depending on who they are, are they just a visitor? Do they stay that way or do they become a customer or they become a prospect? And, and there's different types of relationships, but it sounds like you guys do that quite well. I've noticed. And um, so listen, as we wrap up the show and it's been great uh, getting to know you and learn more about the brand, is there, you know, just in all the things we've talked about, is there one thing that you would want to leave maybe with the audience if if they're seeking a business or someone in your position that does what you do at a franchise brand, maybe an emerging brand. But is there something that has kind of guided you? Some one thing that you really try to always remember when it when it's getting a little crazy out there. Is there something you wanted to share? Yeah, 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 yeah. So your franchise door 
is your strength wherever your weakness lies. And I give that message to prospective franchisees, but I also give it to franchisors in a reminder that you are the strength wherever your franchisees weaknesses lie. And that's going to be different on a per franchisee basis. You're going to have a franchisee who's great at managing people or great at marketing or great at you know, law or accounting or whatever that is, right? They each bring something to the table and they each come to the table with something that may not be as strong and you need to help them. And then on the flip side, they can help you. I have franchisees who are former chief marketing officers, right? Um, We're going to have much different conversation than the accountants that just signed. And that's okay. That's good. You guys should be learning from each other and helping push the brand forward because when your franchisees are successful, you are successful. We can't forget that. Oh my goodness. That, yeah, I think, and I've had this similar conversation in some recent episodes as well, where it's about uh, one angle was, you know, so, so like a franchise or surrounding himself with a team, right? So the founder, yeah. the CEO, having a team of Christians, right? Uh, doing their parts, right? Knowing that, that, that what don't I know? What aren't my strengths? So surrounding yourself. But then when you extended it to, uh, the franchisees, right? That is exactly right on both sides, right? So the franchisor has to remember not everybody's like you. <laughs> like yeah. you know, you're really good at all these things. You you launched this brand one at one point and you built it up. Uh, but these folks come in, they have a set of strengths and weaknesses, and you've got all the strengths covered because you go through that when you systematize and and build a franchise brand, which is one of the great things about franchising. That's why we do it. Right, so why we're involved is it's a great way to be in business. So, but you're doing all that for them so that they can kind of plug into where their their weaknesses are and their strengths. Sometimes they can improve, right? So it's like one uh, they can give back, in other words, and it's almost like one big mastermind, if you want to use that word, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and I think it's great in business. Um, when you have that collaboration going both directions. And I hear that a lot. And I know for us uh, during COVID, when we, we interviewed a lot of brands during that time frame, uh, especially early on, and I thought it was amazing the kind of innovation that came out of that from the franchisees as well as the franchisees who are leading the path, right? But it was much about leading as a team, as a group, as we're in this together. I thought that was amazing. Did you find that as well? Did you see that during those times? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as as hard as those times were, a lot of really good things came out of it that will make us all stronger. So, um, yeah, not a super fun time, but we've definitely learned. So <laughs> exactly. Definitely not something you want to go through, but it was definitely proof, proof positive that it's great to be in a in a franchise brand. Right. At the time. So. Uh, well, cool. So is there a website that you would want to share with the audience? It's kind of Show them yeah. where they might find out more about the opportunity or, the, or just the, uh, the uh, local uh, operation near them. Exactly. Yeah. So it's massage lux, L-U-X-E.com. And then you can connect with me on LinkedIn too. and love to talk with you about the brand or um, just marketing or franchise development as well. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here today, Kristen. I uh, appreciate your time. And uh, we hope to have you again uh, in the future. I know there's a lot of growth planned and I'm sure a lot of innovation. So thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too.